Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Everyday Business Show. I'm your host, Tony Lontis, and today we have yet another amazing guest for you. But before we get on to the show, just a reminder, if you're listening live on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, we have the lovely Peo in the Philippines ready and waiting to answer your questions, take your comments, and provide you with links to anything that we talk about on the show today. A reminder too that you can re-watch the shows on Binge Networks USA, on Hero Go TV USA, and on the Tony TV channel app available on all LG, Roku, and Samsung smart TVs across the planet. Now, this is actually our last everyday business show for 2021. And I am delighted to be sharing the day with you and more delighted to be sharing the last show of 2021 with my friend Nicolette Mini. Now, Nicolette is a very special female entrepreneur and she is the founder of a femtech startup called Mel, a platform designed to reduce the invisible weight or mental load, of thinking about and planning for the entire family by structuring, reminding, and sharing the load. Nicolette is originally from South Africa, but now lives in Brisbane, Australia, with her husband and three little kids. Following an international move from the UK back to her homeland in South Africa with a 10-week-old baby and a two-year-old toddler, the mental load of everything that was needed to be done and remembered erupted. And so she set about to find the solution, and that solution is Mel. Nicolette's favourite quote is, Not all storms come to destroy. Some come to clear a path. Why does this inspire her? Because in Nicolette's life, there have been some significant storms. Life isn't fair. In fact, life can be somewhat downright unbearable. And at that moment, all we want is for the storm to pass or to scream out and rage against the unfairness of the storm. But Nicolette has learnt that if she allows the pain to be her teacher, to walk into the darkness instead of fearing and denying it, she will learn something new, grow in character, break open and find something within that that needed to come out. Not all storms come to destroy. Some come to clear a path. Good afternoon, Nicolette, and welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Tony. Thank you. And I'm so privileged to know that I'm the last one for the year. That's uh, that's quite something nice. I didn't know that. That's great. Oh, <laughs> I am. I'm grateful to have gotten this far in 2021. And whilst I'm incredibly excited about 2022 and what it holds, uh, the last couple of years have been incredibly trying for many, many, many people. And I know in talking to lots of others that people are fatigued Mm -hmm. and weary and COVID exhausted and everything else, everything else that's been going on. So um, this year, normally I just take a little break. I'm taking a little bit bigger break uh, from my live shows. 
just to have a breath and breathe and be prepared for 2022. And I'm delighted to share this last show with you, Mel. Um, so let's talk about that journey. You were living in London and mm-hmm. pregnant. And mm-hmm. so I'm assuming that you gone, you started in South Africa and you moved to the UK. There must have been a good reason to do that. Uh, well, people often ask me that and they say, why London? And I say, well, because they let us in. <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> and it's the truth. Um, it, it, we wanted to get like Queensland. Bit like Queensland, Nicolette. <laughs> uh, so we actually wanted to come to Australia, but uh, they said no. Yeah. And, uh, and then we wanted to go to, to the States and they said no. And so we ended up. We ah. the UK. Uh, so yes, being a being a South African, uh, having a, a, a green passport is not is not the most wanted um, passport in the world to travel with. So, so we ended up Aww. in London purely for that reason. They let us in. Um, so we left <laughs> in two thousand and four. I told my mother in law that yes. we were only going for a year. Uh, Ten years later, uh-huh. we were still there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, and so yes I became I became a mother uh, to our eldest Isabel and uh, and then uh, we got pregnant with our second and I was 34 weeks pregnant when my husband said that's it I can't do this weather anymore it's too little we're moving back to South Africa Mm, yeah and so I I started packing and uh, you know I, I often joke about it, but it was really the trip that nearly killed me. It was one of the hardest mm-hmm. things that I had ever done. I loved living in England. We had spent 10 years there. I yes. became home there. I had this wonderful group of net- networks and friends around and me. Friends. I was pregnant as well, which also didn't, you know, the hormones don't exactly help. And then my poor no, husband had to um, leave. So our, our second was born, Aaliyah, and four weeks later he had to get on a plane and go and start his new job and find a find us a house and find us a car and all of these things and Mm. I stayed behind with uh with the two-year-old a newborn and a c-section to recover from packing up 10 years of our life and so I had this little this um this little book I actually Mm. because because I I think that you know it helps it helps with the therapy sometimes just to look back and see what it is but you know this book I needed it because I had to make so many lists. Tony, I made lists for things that had to go on the aeroplane with me, but also, you know, in the aeroplane, but doesn't have to be on the seat with me, you know. And then I made a list of things that had to go into the airship container that went across. And then I had a list of the things that were going into the container. And I had a list of the insurances and the utilities and the mobile phone contracts and everything that had to be cancelled. I mean, for anybody who's ever done an international move, my heart goes out to you. I know how hard it is to do and to plan and to organize. And, you know, you wake up in these cold sweats of, okay, have I done that? Have I done this? Don't forget this. And just making more and more and more. And I had this, you know, brand new little, little bub who was bottle fed um, because I just couldn't do with anything else. I was like, I needed somebody else to be able to feed. Except then, of course, the midwife says to me, well, are you taking enough formula because you have to wean her across into the other formula when you get to South Africa? So I ended up having to take six weeks of formula with me um, on this trip as well. So 
Yes, it was getting to the airport that day. I had two car seats, my stroller with the add-on for the two-year-old and seven 30-kilogram pieces of luggage to check in. And we got there. And, of course, when we booked the tickets, my daughter wasn't born yet. And so I added her straight after she was born. But when we got to to Heathrow that, that morning, the woman says to me, I'm terribly sorry, your daughter's not on the plane. And I, I said, what? And she says, yes, I'm really sorry. I said, but I have a reference number. She's like, yes, I see your reference number, but she's not on the plane. <laughs> she's strapped to me. <laughs> so, you know, we're gonna I'm have- not going on the plane without yeah, her. Exactly. You know, and my two-year-old's running around like crazy in Heathrow. I have all of my friends there. I've been crying for days because I'm oh. so emotional. And so she says, all right, let's just sort this out. So she goes away, she phones and everything. And 20 minutes later, she manages to get her ticket to be on the plane. And then she says, right, let's start with the luggage. Do you like to put the first bag on? And I put the first bag on and it weighed 31 kilograms. And she said, oh, would you mind taking just a kilogram out and moving it into something else? And I looked at her with really polite but very firm eyes and said, no. I'm really sorry. I am not unpacking anything or repacking anything. I'm done. I said, I will pay whatever it needs. I can't do this anymore. And she looked at me and she must have been a mother because she pressed print. She printed seven of these things. She came out on the side and she put everything on. She handed me my tickets and said, Oh, Oh, goodness me. How long's the flight? From it's London a, to South Africa. It's a 12-hour flight. Oh, yes. Nicolette. <laughs> By yourself with a toddler and a little munchkin and seven suitcases. Thankfully, I did have my mom with me. So my mom was with me, which was amazing. The only downside was three days prior to the flight, my mom fell down the stairs and broke her coccyx. (laughs) So my poor mom was not exactly in a state to help. Oh, it's, 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 it, I laugh about it now. My mom doesn't. She still says, she yes, I do. Laugh about it yet. <laughs> 12 hours sitting on a plane with a broken coccyx. Oh my yes. God. Yes. Yeah. No, wow. Okay. Mm. So you got there and I'm hoping hubby was there to greet you off the plane. Hubby was there and at first he couldn't understand why I told him to bring two cars. (laughs) And then then we got there and, you know, we got to, and uh, the luggage all came out and I called some wonderful helpers over and they helped and they had two trolleys and I had the stroller and and so forth. And we walked through the gates and, you know, big, big uh, love actually moment. He's there and he's all excited and he's just the stroller and he's like oh you don't have that much stuff and then the next moment these two people come from the sides with two trolleys I see and it was lovely and it was and it I'm was assuming better. he mm-hmm. had a house for you to go home to we had an empty house so we had no furniture yeah, okay and we had borrowed my bestie, um, who lives, whose parents still lived in South Africa, uh, managed to give us all of their camping equipment. So we had camping chairs <laughs> and camping kitchen. 
uh, and, uh, and and blow up mattresses to sleep on. And of course, I had uh-huh. in one of my seven kilogram bags, I had a, a pull up um, um, a cot for for the little one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So so yes, we and and uh, and my little one, my two year old, just rode around on her little scooter around the house because there was nothing in there. It was empty. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Oh, it was good. It was good. Uh, so I'm assuming it, it took a while to settle into the new house, but then what happens? What what did you get organized pretty quickly? Yeah, so Tony, I was incredibly uh, uh, fortunate that I actually managed to keep my job from from London. So I actually remained the European wow. marketing manager for a great company. And so they said, look, take your three months maternity, move, country, settle in and start in January. And so, <laughs> and so that's what we did. So, uh, so we set up house, the containers came, we unpacked, et cetera. And so I very quickly needed to go find daycare for the two-year-old. And then I went and found a nanny mm-hmm. for, the, for the baby because she was still really little. Um, and, of yes. course, being back in South Africa, we, we had the privilege of having more help. And so we, we had a, mm-hmm. uh, a domestic gardener called McDonald, who my two-year-old referred to as Old McDonald. And she used to follow him around as he was mowing the lawn <laughs> and doing all of these things. And it was wonderful. I mean, there was, there was all yes. of this help. We had spent 10 years in the UK doing dishes and laundry and, um, and all of these things. And all of a sudden, we had all of this amazing help. And then somehow I realized... Magic. But something's wrong. I was yeah. more worried. I was more stressed oh. than I had ever been. And I couldn't really understand what was going on because I, like I say, I had all of this help. And then one day it dawned on me. Mm-hmm. I now had three extra people that I had to manage. And I deeply mm-hmm. care for people. So I wanted to know when Yunella, our, our nanny's kids' birthdays were and Evelyn's kids yes. birthday and old McDonald's kids birthdays and I needed to keep track of when they started and when to pay them because some of them were paid weekly and others bi-weekly and then monthly and they had sick days and then we had to manage all the things that they had to do and then buy all of the equipment that they needed in order to fulfill their jobs and so I was so overwhelmed with managing my household and my husband bless him would come home everything was done and he was just living his best life playing with the kids I mean he still did bath time he always does bath time did bath time with the kids but it would come out and everything was done the house was clean the dishes were washed you know because the dinner was cooked it was all great and I was a little bit twitching because I'm just so 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 stressed yes yes but it was out of that that stress because um, you started talking to some of the other daycare mums um, and, and they were saying similar things, weren't yeah. they? And it sort of led to this whole conversation about women's mental load and what that looks like. So, Mel, for those audience that may not have heard of mental load um if you're female you know what this is but what is mental load well so tony the mental load is is the thinking about element of everything that needs to get done and so i i like to use examples because it just it makes it easy for people to understand and so an exa- an easy mm-hmm. example is if you have a child and your 7 year old boy comes home and he says mom i really want to do karate 
And that's the simple request, right? He wants to start karate. Well, now the mom has to go away and go and find out where the best karate place is to do that. Find out when the schedule is, then see whether or not it fits into all of the other extracurricular activities that he's already doing. Arrange pickups and drop-offs if there isn't something from the school. Then fill in all of the paperwork. Go and make sure they could buy the uniform. Possibly look on Marketplace to buy a second-hand uniform because it's so expensive. And then arrange, you know, that's the mental load. It's everything that goes with that one thing of, mom, all I want to do is do karate. Or the teacher says, I think maybe your, your year four needs some math tutoring. Where do you find a math yeah. tutor? You know, and then again, yeah. where do you, it's, that's the mental load. Um, the physical load is something that we're all very familiar with. It's the dishes, the laundry, the cleaning, the mm-hmm. ironing, the things that you can see. But the mental load are all of those things being- that have to get done. And, yeah. it, and it's being on a conference call with one baby strapped mm-hmm. to your front and the toddler on your hip screaming because they're teething and knowing that uh, you need to make sure that there's something to eat for mm-hmm. the family at dinner time and, and just all of that, whereas yeah. men, bless their cotton socks, <laughs> They don't really think like we do. So in our mind are 10 million things that we need to organise, check Mm -hmm. up, chase Mm -hmm. up. If you're a working businesswoman, there's all the business stuff. And on Mm -hmm. top of that, there's all the family stuff. There's Mm -hmm. doctor's appointments, there's specialist checkups, there's birthdays, there's Mm -hmm. family dues, there's Mm -hmm. social dues. It's just endless and some women do it really, really well. And for those of us, it causes anxious overload. And I'm so glad. Causes, I think it causes anxious overload for all of us. And even those that do it well, I, I yeah. think that, And that's the reason why Mel is, is icon is a swan, because I believe that women are like swans. We look graceful and beautiful and like we have it all together but meanwhile under the water our feet are <laughs> like crazy <laughs> you know but you're right Definitely. I mean, some of us we, we make it look easy but it's not every woman I have ever spoken to and there is no mother I haven't spoken to that says oh no I don't have any mental load every single mother has mental load we we the way that we carry it is different uh I think that's the yes. only the only thing mm. And I I was reflecting on this when I was thinking about our interview today. And, of course, my children are are adults and have a a child. I have a grandchild as well. Um, And I was trying to, and and as I was reading through your stuff, I'm instinctively remembering what that was like. Now, my kids, like I said, they're in their 30s. But instinctively, I could reflect and remember exactly what that feeling was like. And then I started to reflect, how much has that changed? And I'm like, hmm, not really a lot because I'm still the keeper of the birthdays, the family get-togethers, all the, the business stuff, plus husband's appointments, whatever is is happening plus we've got animals and then there's all the animal stuff like when are they due for their vaccinations when are they due for a vet check how long since they've been wormed like it just goes on and on and you're right there's there's women out there that just look so peacefully calm and got it under control but I'm sure that underneath it's just like 
it's, it's, it there's a lot to do. Yeah. And I've talked to my husband about this too. And his concern for the day is what's for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah they, what about the clothes that you need to wear to that business meeting uh, in 24 hours? Are they actually washed, dried, cleaned and ready to go? You know, that sort of stuff. They don't think about it. They just would. They just go to the cupboard and go, oh, clean shirt. Yes. <laughs> that sort it's of thing. Of, and it's one of the things that I I truly do envy about about men. I really do. Um, yes. I've often I've often heard I agree. the nothing box that men have. You know, the, this mm-hmm. this box in the, inside their minds where they can go to and just think about nothing. I think, oh, that must be amazing. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what that is. My nothing box is really full. It's full of a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> it's never, you know, and and then, oh, but just don't worry about it. Oh, well, that's not helpful. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. and I mean, Christmas is, is so such a stressful uh-huh. time. I mean, you know, how yeah. many of us have different events that we have to go to and then this one has a secret santa and this one has a stealing secret santa and then this one is that and one has a concert and yes yeah yeah yeah. yes the concerts and the booking of the tickets and the arranging of the costumes and that one needed and getting the mare in yes yes and that's what i was actually reflecting on and going back to a to Christmas time and the Christmas, can, um, you know, end of year concerts and breakup days and the the mm-hmm. things that were involved with that. And, you know, my, my daughter was doing ballet, so there was all the ballet stuff, you oh, know, the yeah. shoes and the costumes and the makeup and the hair and the, yep. yeah, all of that is what I was reflecting on. And conversely, my son was in soccer and there were breakup games and uh, end of year uh, trophy matches and awards awards nights and yeah a lot and then you know I've said to my husband many many times when he's sitting there what are you thinking about and he'll go nothing I said what's in your head right now nothing (laughs) and I'm like you Nicola and I'm like how does that happen how does that happen (laughs) I know (laughs) I know but he goes nothing nothing is in there I'm like Wow! Oh, Just good. wow! That was so good. Yes. why do you think that we don't talk about this more often and more openly? Well, Tony, I thought about that. I think women do. <laughs> I think I think we do together. We definitely do. Yes. I, I think that also it's. Well, I know for myself. In many cases, it's not that my husband doesn't want to do things. It's that he just doesn't No, no. And so oftentimes I don't feel like I want to necessarily bring it up when we're around the dinner table because I don't want him to feel bad or look bad because he's not. Yes, because that's not what it's about. No, it's not what it's about. And so we end up not talking about it. Um, Mm. I don't know. It's a very very strange thing. I mean, there's also look. There are quite a few men that get that get the physical load and the mental load confused, and so they sometimes the men will say, "Well, I do my fair share," and they are referring to, "Well, I mm-hmm. do the dishes and I do the cooking, I do the washer, laundry, yeah. or you do the garden yeah. and I do this." And so they think in their minds, "Well, why are we even talking about this? Because I do my 
my fair share and then yeah. that's just going to lead into a fight when you actually have to start pointing out no no you don't not doing your fair share and so I don't know Tony <laughs> it's a really strange thing I mean the mental load is definitely is. Being spoken more uh, um, amongst women and especially professional women because there are you know, yes. in Australia alone, over 60% of married couples are both working full time, which means that women and men are equally doing 40 hours of work, but women are, are still doing at least still doing. six to eight hours of housework on top of what the, you know, the men are doing. And so I think in those circles, we're definitely talking more about it. But I'm hoping that we can change that with the future generations. Uh, I think that um, I think it's a little bit difficult, you know, I'm I'm 40 next month. Um, I think it's difficult to change something that's been in your marriage for 15 years. All of a sudden, to say, yeah. "Well, actually, no. Now I'd like you to book the kids' birthdays and plan them." Yeah. When we have three kids, and I've now, you know, collectively done what eight, 22 different birthday parties <laughs> over the over the time. Yes. You know, it just yes. is easy for me to do, and so I don't say. I don't know, Tony. It's a it's an interesting one, but maybe we should know, talk about I, it a bit more. <laughs> well, I was going to say. Um, we have conversation around who's going to get dinner. So I did all of that when the kids were growing up. The kids mm-hmm. have left home, see, and now I've had enough of being mm-hmm. the principal cooking person yes. in the house. Yes. I've done it for almost 40 years. I don't yep. want to do it anymore. Yep. And so and he just doesn't think about it until it's 7 o'clock at night and, oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Mm. And it's that sort of conversation because it just yeah. doesn't enter their thinking space yeah. for most men uh, yeah. during the course of a day. Yeah. Um, I recently had uh, my son and his partner come home and he does the cooking in their household. Okay. And so when he came home, he actually did the cooking for us. And I'm like, Wonderful. oh, my Lord, isn't this good? Congratulations, we're Tony. Still... You managed to change one man already. I, I... <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I must remember to tell Nicolette, I think I've changed one. <laughs> so he was automatically thinking about what to prepare for dinner during the day and saying, hey, Mum, what do you think about da-da-da-da-da? And, of course, me, I'm going, oh, my God, this is seventh heaven. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. how did this happen? Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope that it will change. Um, Mel, I want to, sorry, Nicolette, I want to talk about Mel, the app. I know. I'm so, <laughs> so from that anxiety and that extreme load of information you were trying to keep in your brain at that time came this wonderful development. So tell us about the process of Mel and the app, What, how you started with that, the, how it happened and what it does. Absolutely. So, Tony, like I said, I was, I've always worked um, in, in the corporate mm. world and, and I've always managed teams and sometimes those teams were, were scattered around the, the globe and sometimes they were in the same office, irrelevant of where the teams were. There are so many wonderful business tools out there for collaboration and productivity yes. designed specifically to help a small group of people to be more productive. You have Slack, you have Asana, you have ClickUp, you have Microsoft Teams, we have all of these things. And so I was like, oh, this is so good and we're getting so much more done. Why doesn't that exist for the household? You know, why isn't there a productivity tool that allows me and my husband to actually look at everything that needs to get done in the house 
and yeah. divide it. And allocate it. And allocate <laughs> it, right? And so when we talk about Mel as a platform to plan and manage, the most important thing there is share. We need to share yeah. the workload. And so although Mel is very much focused towards we are marketing towards women because we are realistic that the woman will be the one that downloads it and 90% of the things will be completed by her. But the objective of it is, is to have a single place in order to manage the household. And so Mel has a whole range of different features. So we have in there a feature for the profile. So every member of the family has a profile, including pets, um, Tony, because you are right. When last did they have their deworming medication? And, you know, yeah. is the vet, et cetera. And so the profile allows you to keep track of other things as well that oftentimes is just kept in the mind of the mom. So, for example, my son broke his collarbone mm-hmm. last year. I don't know which side. <laughs> <laughs> Was it left or right? I can't remember. And which year? You know, one of them had tonsillitis. Where do you put that information? Right. And so we've yes. built a purposeful place to hold that information. And so, for example, again, my kids are now next year. She'll be in 2G. I think I can't remember actually because the eldest one maybe was in 2B like (laughs) so we have this section to put all of this information that just generally lives in the mind of the mother we then have this uh, what we call the filing cabinet which is a place to keep all the information for everything in your life that can expire or to renew so passport expirations Mm -hmm. driver's license expirations regos um, health insurance life insurance all of that type of thing memberships all of that um, yeah. type of information so that Mel can actually remind you before it's too late. How many times has one of your insurance policies just, oh, it ought to renewed and you know that it is, it is not the best deal, but you don't have time to go look for it. And so Mel is going to come yeah. in and support that. And then we have a, a wonderful uh, to-do section. And so it's a it works on, uh, on bringing commercial Kanban methodology. So by breaking down your to-dos into sections and we're using really great language, like what do I absolutely have to do this week? What do I have to do sometime in the future? And what do I want to do eventually? <laughs> like one day when I have yes. space in my life again. And so there's yeah. some really great research that shows if you break down your to-dos into smaller chunks, you're more likely to actually get it done instead of looking uh-huh. at the whole list over and over and over again. And so not only do we do that, but it allows you the ability to share. So you can assign a task yeah. to your husband and you can actually get Mel to remind him of it. So you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> and, yes. So um, and those are just some of the features that I'll talk about now. We have a whole range of other ones coming, but it's all about taking the mental load, which is more than a to do list. It's more than a filing cabinet. It's more than just bits of information, yes. actually putting it together, taking it all into one place and then having we and hence why we call her mel having a mel in your life a personal assistant because every mom needs a personal assistant and you now have one going to be called mel and she will help you and remind you and suggest things for you so you know when your anniversary comes up she'll suggest hey it's yes. 18 years it's mm. cotton your husband loves golf here's a really nice lacoste shirt and you can um so it's all about wow it's all about being present for the moments that matter. We have so little time right now. And so in the times that we do have with our families, let's take all of that that clutter out of our minds, put it into Mel, knowing it's somewhere else, it's going to be reminded, it's going to be taken, you know, and and be present. And that's that's what it's about. Now I'm guessing that you've been testing it on your own family. And I'm wondering... (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm wondering how that's going. Oh, Tony, it is going so well. You know, my husband oh. has really, really stepped up. I think taking him on this journey oh, and being able to awesome. see how much I do that he just wasn't aware of. Mm. And he's the first to say, yeah. and, I, and I love him for that, he'll say that. And so just this week, he was the one who added the dates for when the kids' books can go to school before the school actually starts. I nearly fell off my chair. I was so happy. It was one less thing. Now, look, I was still the one who has to go buy all of the stuff and label everything and oh, all of that. Yeah. But he, did that one, he did that one small thing, which was to add those dates so that we knew when to do it, and that was wonderful, and he thought about it. And so, no, he's doing, he's doing really well, um, and, it's, and it's helping us. I have an advisor over in, in Brisbane City, and he said, he said to me, Nicola, what I – what I'm most excited about, Mel, is just knowing what is on my wife's to-do list. I want to help. I just don't know what to do. And so being able to see it and being able to do something and, you know, coming home and say, oh, by the way, hon, I phoned the dentist. I made the appointment for the kids. Oh, that would be bliss, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so That's fantastic. Yes, my kids keep telling no. me why hasn't it launched yet. Um, of course, they have. Oh. You know, <laughs> Mom, are you still working on this? <laughs> so, yeah, it takes, uh, so let's just tell the audience what it takes to build a platform that encompasses all of those things. It's really tricky, isn't it? It's not straightforward. It's not easy. There's loads and loads of things that you have to consider, and that's without the coding and stuff that goes into building a platform or an app that mm-hmm. you want to do certain things. So what's oh, that absolutely. journey been like, Nicolette? Gosh, it, look, it's been really fun um, because I have a wonderful co-founder, Ruth, who is a UX designer. And uh, and so her her entire career is about creating wonderful design and, and user experiences. So that's fantastic. And so I'm the... Yeah this is what I wanted to do. And we brainstorm and we sit and we draw, you know, we're very visual and we take it out. But yes, you're right, Tony, like in every, I think we take for granted when apps are well designed, uh, you know, where your thumb is what to goes into them. and then yeah. what happens and how yes. intuitive, intuitive it is. And for us, one of, uh, one of our key focus points is we know our target market is time poor. So we know that Mel has mm-hmm. to be, super intuitive, mm-hmm. super easy to use, and really fun as well. And so that's probably been, like I say, it, it has been a very joyful experience because we've yeah. been able to bring in these little moments of delight um, into the build process. But it's, <laughs> we started off with, oh, you know, five features and just da, 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 and then every button, or oh, if this button do this, and this button does that, and this button does that. And before you know it, there are 2,000 screens further because everything has elements. And um, we have a wonderful CTO, um, James, who lives in London. So we have a global mm-hmm. team just already. And uh, and James is a father of two, and he he loves the challenge of this. I think his words were, "I'm trying to build my wife's brain into into a platform." <laughs> and so one of the That's things fantastic. that has been fascinating about the build is that traditionally IT project management goes according to men's brains. They're boxes, right? Yes. There's a box yes. for this feature yes. and a box for this feature, and they want to build it that way. But the whole point of Mel is that actually everything connects to each other. 
So the car insurance connects to the profile of the husband that you've created that then connects to the to-dos because there's no point in us just reminding you unless we actually allow you to create a task to do something about it, which then needs to go to a push notification, you know, so it all... So that, you know, we have these wonderful and we have a development team in Poland um, who's been amazing, but they're all sort of all scratching going, wow, this is what, this is what women do. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) This is is not actually factoring in how much driving we do to drop and pick up kids and drop them off at various. Oh my gosh. Yes. Maybe Mel will one day become an Uber and and actually (laughs) take kids around. Um, Nicolette, is there AI involved in the platform? Yes, absolutely, Tony. AI is such a strange term. I mean, it's artificial intelligence, and I don't really think there is true AI at the moment. And so we have more what's referred to as machine learning. So we have um, we've built in a lot of machine learning into the engine. Um, And so, like any good PA, the more information we have, the more we get to learn. And so we actually ask people about their interests and preferences and hobbies so that when we come back with suggestions, we're not suggesting to your six-year-old daughter unicorns that are pink when you we actually know that she hates pink and unicorns and she's not the stereotypical six-year-old, you know, rather suggest something else. So we have that machine learning. Um, we also are building in a lot of um, learning around task management and helping a woman to set up for success. So instead of just allowing you to go and create 150 tasks in your to-do list, Mel will actually get to a point where we'll say, you know what, Tony, you're not setting yourself up for success here, darling. This is never going to be done in a week. Assign this to your husband or take it out. Um, so we we really are ab- all about how do we help women to feel like the hamster wheel is slowing down. Look, it's, we're never going to get off it, not while we have kids. No, no. But it is just slowing no. it down and maybe not feeling like you're going to fall all the time. So it's just creating that sense of actually I am in control. I know what's going on. I have my priorities. I can spend this time with the kids and be present um, knowing that Yep, it's, it's everything's okay. Yeah. 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 Mm. Um, Nicolette, have you found that um, it's helped you already? Oh, yes. Even in just yes. developing the, the platform, it's helped you already? It has. And in a number of ways, Tony, and it's so strange because I talk about these little things like my son's collarbone. But when our kids were born, I. <laughs> They had severe jaundice, the girls. And so they were under double light oh. therapy for, for a long time, et cetera. And it was because of the blood resource incompatibility. And I remember saying to my husband, what are the girls' blood type? And he went, I don't know. And I said to him, I'm go- whenever you get asked, I want you to just remember, just be positive, positive, just be positive because they're be positive. And I knew that if I sang it to him, maybe he would remember. He would remember. He would- but it would always bother me that if something were to happen to me, there's a lot of information mm. about my kids that would go, that would just not be there anymore. And so having Mel mm. now and being able to put in the last 10 years of Isabel's life and eight years of Aaliyah's life and five years of Lucas's life into one place that my husband has access to and he can access. When did they have their tonsils removed? Which one of the three has had chicken pox? Which one has that adenoids removed? You know, that type of thing has in my in me relieved an anxiety that I didn't really 
appreciate Absolutely. I was carrying that worry of I'm their mom. Nobody will love them. The I way should that know I this. Or know them the way that I do. And so that has been huge for me to be able to use it. But then also on the day to day, like the day to day running of the household and having our task list and having them tagged. So I can just search for the tags. So for example, we're going away next week and I can just create a list of everything that we need to and everything that has to get bought. And my husband came back yesterday and he bought the gin. And I was so happy because that's one less trip that I have to make because I can't buy the gin off of my Coles order, you know? And so it was just so, so wonderful to be able to collaborate in that way. And really for him to also see on there without having to ask me, wow, this is everything that needs to get done before we leave next Wednesday. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I had better do some of this stuff. Um, because historically, Tony, you know, we would end up in a fight because I would have all of this stuff yes. to do and then he'd decide to wash the car. And I think, yes. why is he washing the car right now? <laughs> I really could do with some help. But he didn't know. And so I think, in you know, in marriages, we have these fights that can so easily be prevented if we communicated, yeah. I mean, the marriage counselors always say you need to communicate. Well, I'm hoping that Mel's actually going to help us to be communicators of some of the unseen, Definitely. the mental load, right? Not the physical load. My husband is amazing no, no. and making sure that the house is tidy and he locks all the doors and he'll do all of those things. But everything else that has to happen before you leave and go on a trip for, with three kids He's, he's now he's now able to to do and I and I love him so I mean I love him anyway but my goodness yes. I love him so yes. much more when he takes something off of my list and just does it yeah it's incredible yes yeah and Nicolette the the information that is stored on the platform I'm guessing that you've got all levels of security to protect that oh, and yeah. to store it somewhere safe yeah. and is it like downloadable? So, for instance, I'm just thinking outside the square, the kids get older and they mm-hmm. want a medical history and mm-hmm. there's a way that they can go, okay, well, this happened when I was two, this happened when I was four, this happened when I was seven, that sort of stuff. These I'm assuming the that the platform. That I, that these are all the vaccines uh-huh. that I had, yes. I, we, we actually yes. have that question um regularly right now Tony we're not able to do that but it is on our roadmap and what we're thinking oh, is yeah. that we'll, we'll create a duplicate you'll launch with something profile, and then the, the child will be able to take their profile into their own subscription so that's our thinking moving forward and we have developed it in such a way that it is possible but right now um at launch no <laughs> your kids will just have to sort yes. <laughs> so let's Talk about launch, Nicolette. When's mm. that or when do you anticipate that will be? Tony, launch is early next year. So Q1 of next yeah. year will be launching. Um, we were hoping to have launched so far, but I, I've been a little <laughs> bit surprised uh, about how hard it is to get funding for this. Um, yeah. And, and mostly yeah. because, you know, because I'm talking to men. You know, the the most of the money that's available for to to go to to startups is controlled by men, and I'm and I'm trying to sell them the mental load, which you know I have. Oh, I, I remember one man actually saying to me, Nicolette, is this really a problem?" <laughs> Gosh, it made me laugh. Uh, so that's been a little bit harder. So we've actually had to bootstrap a lot further. I've had to go back to work to, to try and fund a lot of it. So we're, we're, we are pushing into Q1 of next year. 
um, which is very exciting. Um, we're launching with with a smaller feature set, but we've got such a great roadmap of, of features that's already designed. The thinking is gone. It's all done, but we'll roll it out over time um, in the in next year. Nicolette, will it be um, download the app for free and subscribe or how's it going to work? Yes, so it's a it is a download app for free. So uh, everybody has a thirty day free trial, of course. You know, thirty yep. days, um, yes. and we will woo you and and show how amazing it is and how you can't uh, believe how you ever had life without Mel. Absolutely without um, and it. A, and then it's a subscription service after that. So it's ten ninety nine a month um, for the subscription. Yeah. But probably one of the one of the most exciting things about Mel um, with your subscription, and the reason why we also did this, is because we're a profit for purpose business. Yes. And so yes. part of every subscription that a first world woman takes goes towards sending a mom in South Africa a text message in her native language of her children's vaccinations and her own contraception expiration. Every oh season. wow! Yes, wow! That is something that Amazing. is incredibly dear to our 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 hearts and and what we want to do. And you know, the mental load, Tony, is something that every woman in the world suffers. It just looks different to to the first. I was world just going to say, let's uh, let's talk about the difference between first world and third world, and the incredible mental load for. Um, our third world counterparts like the women in South Africa, mm-hmm. um, what they have to go through and why it's different. I think it's important for us to talk about that. So so let's talk about their yeah. experience. It was something that, you know, when I moved back to South Africa with, um, with obviously a two-year-old and a 10-week-old, um, I was really struck by. And so in, in England, they have mm. the NHS. And I know some people complain about the NHS, but I think the NHS is amazing. It's the National Health Service over there. Correct. And, you know, you when you have a, a baby, every woman, uh, they send you physical letters through the post to remind you of your children's vaccinations. And, of course, the Postal Service yeah. works amazingly, and so you get that. Here I was back in South Africa. And I was so busy trying to do everything else that come March, I had realized, gosh, I hadn't taken this new baby of mine for a, for a vaccination. And I knew I was supposed to. So I make this appointment with the doctor, whom I won't mention, um, this pediatrician. Yeah. So I go to this appointment and my two-year-old is destroying his office, you know, unpacking every toy. My little five-month-old is chewing on my thumb. And he just starts barking information at me. You should have done this. You should have done this. You should have done this. And I'm overwhelmed. And so I said to him, is there anywhere I can go to read this? And he leans forward and he says, why are you not paying attention? (laughs) So I swallow the tears. I move my child onto the other hip. And anyway, I drive home and I get home. And the lady who's working for me is a lady called Yanella. And she's the First Nation Causa lady, beautiful woman. Gosh, and she loved my kids. And her mm. children weren't much older than mine. And so I got home and I said to her, Yanella, how do you remember to take your kids for their vaccinations? And she says, you just remember. I said, but what if you don't? Yeah. And she sort of just looked at me and didn't really think much of it. And then I said, what do you do for your contraception? And she said, oh, I go for the injection. I said, great. When do you have to go again? May. When in May? And she just said May. 
Tonya, my heart just sank because I thought you could yeah, be because if she forgets, yeah. And so I started doing some research, you know, and and uh, one of the vaccines that I was so I was within days of missing for my daughter was the rotor virus vaccine. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I looked at it, I looked it up recently and, you know, in, in Australia, we have had 16 deaths of rotavirus in 10 years. A hundred and thousand children die of rotavirus per year in, in Africa. In South Africa? In, in, in sub-Saharan Africa. A hundred and fifty thousand children. And this is a completely preventable disease. The vaccines are available, you know, there are they're there. It's that the mons forget. It's because it's a multi-part oh, yeah. vaccination that has to be taken at exactly specific times and intervals. And this poor mom mm-hmm. is thinking, how am I going to feed this child today? And where am I going to get yeah. my job? You know, because a lot of people in, in, in First Nation people in Africa are working day to day. You know, and so they're trying to find work every day. They're not thinking about taking their kids for, for vaccines. Um, no. and, and preventable things and so you know in the 150,000 these are all children under the age of five so I mean they're, they're babies which is why when, when Mel, you know we just Ruth and I said this is something that we have to stop and if all it takes mm-hmm. is a text message because that is text all it takes it's all it takes it's just a reminder it's a simple algorithm that just says mm-hmm. born here Send this, send them at these dates. The moms will go. They will go if yeah. we just remind them yeah. of it. And so yeah. for us, we feel really fortunate. And, and a lot of the pre, we have we have quite a quite a number of pre-registered users already have said that our purpose and, and that about being able to know that this is going to help me, but it's going to help somebody on the other side of the world that I don't even know to help to make sure that yeah. her kids are, are safe and that she's in control of the number of pregnancies that she has um and, and what they're doing and so that's that to us is yeah I'm super I I, I mean I love the idea of Mel but I'm even more excited about what we're going to be able to do <laughs> to help every woman with their mental load across the world absolutely and just for uh I've signed up for the in the pre-registration so and that's we the last thing that we have to talk about on the interview today mm-hmm. um the link will be in all the notes that are attached to this interview but can, Nicolette can you tell the audience what that are listening live how do they register for mm-hmm. Mel absolutely so our website is thanks Mel because um, you know Mel used to be a Spice Girl and took the the domain. Yes. <laughs> so yes. it's, uh, yes. it's just, uh, go to thanksmel.com. Uh, you can find out a little bit more about us. There's a there's a register pre-register button. We'd love to to know a little bit about um, the women who are pre-registering, and we'll be able to let them know straight away once it's available on the App Store and the Google Play Store. Uh, so it's going to be available for iPhone uh, and Android. And yep. so that covers everyone across the planet, essentially, doesn't it? And yep. all the women across the world. It's yep. global. It, it's not going to be related to, it's not just going to be available in Australia, but it's going to be available for women across the world. It will be available only in Australia to begin with because we yes. we like to de-risk, Tony. So we're going to make sure that everything <laughs> works perfectly well. So we're going to start just Before here in you. Australia and make sure that yeah. all the kinks and the bugs are ironed out and then we'll push it out to the rest of the world. Yes. Yeah. 
but people can still register from across the world though and please do and actually uh, the pre-registrations from across the world really helps us to understand where to focus our next efforts uh and so that would be really really wonderful if people could pre-register so if you get lots of pre-registrations from the u.s for example U.S. would be the next place that you launch, or if it happened to be South Africa, it would be South Africa, yes. and conversely across mm-hmm. across the world. The UK, uh, Nicolette, Canada, what? Wherever. Yes. <laughs> because yes. every month, because is <laughs> um, it'll be in English to start with. But I'm guessing that there's plans in that um, a brain of yours for a translation into other languages oh, uh, down the track. So- We've actually already architected it um, in order to facilitate very simple translation. So it's built that way. Um, we 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 were just waiting uh, patiently to make sure we roll it out. Ruth and I are very thorough in the way that we do things, and we want to make sure that we give women a really superb experience um, in using mm. this because we want we want to make sure that they use it all the time and that they tell their friends Absolutely. and yeah. Um, yeah. And that it's going to help their mental load so that they can say, thanks, Mel. You know, we want, that's our our big thing. Every day we should be able to remind or help a mom in a way that she goes, thanks, Mel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just had a vision then of a um, a robot assistant that had uh, Mel as its background platform and thinking, oh, my goodness, how much fun would that be? Someone who does the vacuuming or the mopping or puts the load of washing on, but they have Mel running in the background to remind you of this, this, this and this. Like isn't the future exciting, Nicolette? Oh, I think the future is very exciting. Um, you know, again, architecting this to open up APIs so that you can talk to Google, but talk to Mel. Hey, Google, please tell Mel to add orange juice to my shopping list. Yes. Or, hey, Google, please tell Mel. And so uh, that's that's all part of the development of where we're going. And and like I say, this generation coming that I think there is going to be a generation of women who aren't just going to sit by and say, no, I'm not going to do all of this. You need to do some of that. And being yeah. able to have been part of building a platform that enables um, women to, to be more empowered and for men to take on more responsibility and enjoy taking on more responsibility when it comes yes. to the health of their children and the development milestones and all of those things. You know, I remember being a mom Myself and about seven months old, my husband turns to me and he said, when do the kids start going to the dentist? And I don't know why. It was probably just a bad day, but I lost it. And I said to him, I don't know. I became a parent at the same time you do. Why do you think I know these things? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so Mel being able to actually start proactively pushing these things out so that you don't have to lie in bed at 10 o'clock at night Googling, when when is my kid supposed to start crawling or doing this or doing that? Yes, exactly. Those things that you just like, when are they supposed to crawl? When are they supposed to walk? What's normal? What's not? When do teeth come, start to erupt and cause dramas? Why do they stop stop sleeping all of a sudden after two months? They slept so well and now they stop sleeping again. Yep, this is normal. Absolutely. And again, Tony, those are a lot of things that make women pretty anxious. You know, as first time moms, they do have this big project tomorrow that you have to present and you have to do all of these other things. And all of a sudden, your kid is not doing what they were supposed to do and finding out that, no, this is all, this is all okay. It's normal. You're doing a great job. You're not just doing fine. You're doing a great job. 
um, and celebrating yeah. with you and, and, and really supporting women and families. Uh, I mean, we, we start with women, but the, the idea, the ethos behind it, Mel is that. Once you empower a woman, mm. yes. that's correct. Exactly. Nicolette, we have run out of time completely. Yeah. It so has quickly. been fantastic talking to you i uh, envision talking to you again in the future as i said i'm registered for when you launch mm-hmm. um thank you so much for coming on the last show of 2021 uh the everyday business show and telling us about your amazing platform don't forget people jump on particularly women jump on and pre-register so that nicolette can get in touch with you and go we're going live. Um, Nicolette, thank you so much. Congratulations. Well done. Phenomenal work. And I can't wait to see what unfolds in the future. Wonderful audience. That is your lot for today and your lot for 2021. We'll be back in 2022 with some more everyday business shows, talking to fascinating men and women across the planet about the business that they do every day. Nicolette, thank you very much. Bye for now, everyone. Bye.